Kid Phoenix. Yes, Teeves? I got some quarters in my pocket. Do you now? Uh, what do you say we go ahead into this arcade and uh, uh, what are we going to do? What, uh, what do we got here? That's not what I thought you were uh, insinuating at all. I thought it was uh, I thought it was laundry day or something. Uh, no, 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 no. Come on. Come come with me on this little thought adventure. OK, um, my, my favorite adventures, by the way. Got some quarters in my pocket. What do, what do we got? What, what, what's in this arcade? Space Invaders? Eh, nah. What else? Uh, Space Invaders? Pac-Man. What is this, 1980? Asteroids? Eh, that's not great. Oh, what's this? Are you talking about all the games that were in the arcade when you were like uh, in your 20s, being okay. it was 1980, okay. whatever? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do a bit and you're just ruining it. That's so my to hell thing. with it. That's my to move. Hell with it. That's my move. You should know this by now. This is the fighting game podcast. <laughs> this is indeed the fighting game podcast. That's Teeves. I am Kid Phoenix. It is Teeves and Kid Phoenix versus fighting games. Yeah. There's nothing that we can say that fully expresses our love for the fighting game genre. Yeah. I mean, it's something you may not know about us. I'm I'm gonna speak for kid phoenix here a little bit but we are both very competitive we are both competitive and not very athletic so uh that's unfortunately true for both of us so fighting games really give us the opportunity to scratch that competitive itch it's really just rack up some wins against some some scrubs out there some scrubs uh, some noobs and um really just one of our favorite pastimes going online and well, that's that's one of our favorite pastimes now. But prior to what, two thousand ten? Yeah, I would say two thousand ten. It it wasn't nothing was really done online. You had to go to these physical arcade stations. You, back in the day, kids before the days of being able to play whatever you wanted at any time, whenever you wanted. If you wanted to play the hot new game. Sometimes you would have to go down to your local arcade. Yes, if you or or your local pizza parlor or your local uh, roller skating rink or that, that, your... that was way back in the past, though. <laughs> you're you're talking way back, back when we were both kids. Or 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 your local progressively minded laundromat. That was that is a stroke of genius. If you have a laundromat yeah might as well just put some arcade cabinets in there it's still pretty satisfying to put a five in the change machine i'm not gonna lie it really is i kind of miss it feels it. great it feels like i won the jackpot even though <laughs> i didn't it just feels like it. the the feeling of putting that uh five dollar ten dollar bill in the machine and getting a card from dave and busters it just doesn't hit the same not the same. Ten dollars. <laughs> when are you putting a ten in the? What? <laughs> Listen. Sometimes I'm with friends, and you know they want to stay at the Dave and Buster's a little long. So you gotta you gotta throw down the ten. You gotta throw down the Hamilton. I'm sorry. Listen. The only reason to ever get ten dollars in quarters is if you just whack somebody, and you need to be able to weigh them down when you mm. throw them in the river. That's wow. the only reason to wow. get ten dollars worth of quarters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, um, all right, so let's get into a brief hit of brief history 
are, are you forgetting games. are you forgetting something like how how okay. are we gonna go how are we gonna get into the history of fighting games if fighting games haven't been defined that's right webster's dictionary <laughs> defines fighting games as that john where you fight another guy with a character and there's a button and there's six buttons and there's a joystick but now let's talk about a brief history of these games okay brief history brief history uh i think it starts with karate champ that's the first karate champ and yi kung fu are really the first two ones that come to mind karate champ is more of a straight up competitive olympic style karate game where you go through a series of tasks and like uh breaking boards and things like that until eventually you fight another computer controlled karate guy but that guy could also be controlled by another player so that's karate champ in yr kung fu it's just a game where you run where you're walking around just kicking and punching people there there's some kind of plot but lord knows i can't remember what it is. <laughs> but that's basically the two types of fighting games you have now competitive, karate, karate champ. Competitive, sorry, sorry. You have competitive one-on-one fighting games, and then you have sort of PVE, um, you against a whole bunch of dudes. They're sometimes also called beat 'em ups, but they're still fighting games to me. So now karate champ. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was that was the Data East one, right? Um, I don't think it was originally Data East, but I think when it came out on Nintendo, it was Data East. Yeah. Okay. I, I distinctly remember Data East as like a hub for these kind of either side-scrolling beat-em-ups or just the straight-up fighting game. Well, I know Data East did bad dudes, which yes, which we may or may not discuss. But so that sets, that pretty much sets up the template. PVE or beat-em-up games goes out to a big lead, gets out in front fast, becomes really popular. Um, games like Double Dragon, stuff like games that. like Double Dragon, the, the bad dudes, like I previously mentioned. Not to mention the uh, the giant cabinets with the four player cabinets where you have four people playing at a time, like Turtles or Simpsons or shout X-Men. out to that cabinet. Um, yeah, if anybody has a line on where to find a classic four player Simpsons, yeah, for or, real. Uh, or turtles, or especially X Men. That thing's impossible to find. Let me know. Do you even have? Would do you even have space in your house to f- put that cabinet, or is that just? I will be find a- space. I'll I was build. Say, an, I'll build an arcade. <laughs> I was going to say, is that going to be out on the deck? <laughs> that's going to be out in the deck under the gazebo. That's right. <laughs> the art. Um, the Teves arcade. The Teves Memorial Arcade Gazebo. <laughs> So in this initial phase of fighting games or beat 'em ups, you—it's kind of the same character. Like you're 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 fighting, you're walking around, you're fighting people, but you really only you really have pretty much the same moves. Even if it's a two-player game, each character, Double Dragon or Bad Dudes, you pretty much have the same moves. A notable standout here is Fatal Fury by SNK, which features three individual characters with wildly divergent move sets in a beat-em-up right. um which and i think it was more of a beat-em-up it was more like 
three on one, but the one was were like OP super bosses. So, um, I mean, that was a trend in games like uh, Double Dragon or Streets of Rage. Like the the boss would kind of be hilariously OP a little bit. Well, that that's another that's like another weird hybrid genre of like. 1v1 but like not against another person it's just like 1v1 against a computer opponent uh in this genre you have fatal fury which i mentioned but also the original street fighter which is um which does feature one-on-one competitive but it's the same character you're fighting as the same generic karate guy it's just one person's on this side one one person's red and one person's white but when you're playing through the normal game, you're playing through a cast or you have to beat successively difficult characters uh, to beat the game. So there is a one on one element. It's not terribly diverse, not terribly a lot of strategy. It's just you against another guy who has exactly the same moves as you. Every single match is a mirror match. Right. Then finally, Street Fighter 2 comes out. And the, uh, the Godfather. Why don't you why don't you tell the, the good people a little bit about Street Fighter 2? Okay, so Street Fighter 2, when that came out in 91, my first or 92, it was probably 92 the first time I played it. And I played it much like Teeves. It was the local bodega or the pizza shop, and you would go in and you see this cabinet, and you would see. The, the vibrant colors a little bit, the very the diverse fighters. There was eight fighters. It's many different styles. Two of the characters, Ken and Ryu, had similar styles, but sort of different. Then you had Chun-Li, you had Guile, you had Blanca, you had Dalsim, you had Honda. Basically, the... basically a weird assorted cast of characters. Very weird. But that gave the game, again, life and energy and like, Oh, who's this guy? I think I want to play as this guy. Right. Who's this guy with the stretchy arms? Or who's this wrestler guy? It's not just generic karate guy versus generic karate guy. Characters have personality. Personality you can attach to. It gave the players more options as far as like who could they possibly be interested in. Exactly. And Um, it's something that hadn't been seen in a fighting game to that point. So Capcom, with Street Fighter 2, Capcom, I don't want to say invents, but reinvigorates the one-on-one fight, the, the one-on-one competitive fighter. Right. Um, there are still bosses, or there's still, if you're playing a single-player game, it still plays as a, as a, progre- as a progressively diff- more difficult opponent's uh, with four boss characters, four unplayable boss characters in the original Street Fighter 2, those boss characters would be uh, playable later in further iterations, along with more characters added to the fold. But um, initially, it was just the original eight, eight characters, the four bosses. It's hard for me to explain exactly what the arcade scene was like, but uh, this game kind of spawned an entire culture of arcade it bred an entire community people would be lining up to watch people people be lining up to play people be crowded around to watch yeah you know you put your quarter up on the screen just to denote that you were you had the next game 
Is that um, the best? Is that the best way to signify that somebody has next? I think it is. I mean, as long as you remember whose quarter it is. I mean, sure. Like there, there's that difficulty that comes in sometimes. But you know, as long and, as you uh, walk away from the cabinet, you're good. Uh, if you're lucky, you you run into a cabinet that has the people's moves on them. Oh yeah, you're just on your own. You have no idea. There's no internet, so. I don't know how you're figuring out to do moves. And that's another thing. That's where that's where the community part comes in. Not everybody knows how to do moves. You see somebody that's playing knows how to do stuff. You're like, hey, how you do that? How you doing this? And then they'll tell you if they're a dick, they won't tell you. That's, um, but that's then, how I learned how to play Street Fighter because T taught me how to play Street Fighter. Right. But then if they're a dick and they won't tell you, that's just because they only know how to do one or two moves. So when you right. learn how to really do the moves, you can go back, find that guy and say, hey, yeah, now I'm going to beat your ass because you're a dick and you're going to tell me how to do it. <laughs> but, I mean, that may or may not be my journey. That, I, that's, really... I was just going to say, that sounds way personal. It's like there was some, there was some jerk at the, at the past pizza shop on 52nd and Gerard where we played Street Fighter in Philadelphia. There, it, there was that guy in the pizza shop. I mean, I don't think there, there was definitely that guy in the arcade, but in the pizza shop, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, so Street Fighter is the big boy on the block. SNK would also follow suit later on with their own 1v1 style fighters. They would take, they would, they would make pretty much a straight up Street Fighter clone and world heroes. And then they would do Art of Fighting, which for some reason wanted to focus more on the story aspect of this fighting game. I always okay. found that a little bit strange. Like, I get it's the, the 1v1, but at, adding a storyline, it, it just felt like a little bit much. And that's probably why I didn't really get into it until it dropped and was ported on consoles. But basically, the only reason to play Art of Fighting or any game that isn't Street Fighter 2 is to have something to do while you're waiting to play Street Fighter 2. Right. <laughs> um, Street Fighter 2 would also go through multiple iterations where they do some gameplay tweaks, add moves, add characters. Uh, there are... Lots. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There's Championship Edition, Turbo, Super, Super Turbo. There are four iterations, not to mention Rainbow Edition, which well, is like Rainbow Edition. It's like this hacked ROM that came out between Vanilla Street Fighter 2 and Champion Edition, where uh, it was just hacked. Like you could do wild stuff like throw fireballs in the air and like. Oh, um, see, I thought that was just hyper tur. I thought that was just uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo. No, like there's versions of the games. If you have a chance, you can look online for Street Fighter Two Rainbow Edition. It's wild. Um, okay, but suddenly I'm in the arcade, and there's there's not a line around Street Fighter Two. That's great. I get to go on and play. But there's some reason a line around this other game. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you know what game I'm talking about. Uh, does this does this game involve a lot of blood, gar- horror, and gore? It does indeed. All right, so that's the that's the game that my formidable years in fighting games kind of started. I was a little young when Street Fighter Two came out. I was eleven or twelve, and I didn't have the complete 
hand-eye coordination that I did at age 14 or 15, which has evolved into what it is now at age 41. Uh, so my formative fighting game years came with a game called Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat was a game that was a little bit different. There was still the 1v1 element. There was still the progressively harder stages and people you had to fight all coming to the final bosses of, if I recall correctly, in the original Mortal Kombat, it was Shang Tsung followed Goro by... Goro Shang Tsung. Goro. Shang Tsung, Goro, then Shang Tsung. Yeah, yeah Shang Goro Tsung was, was the final boss. Yeah. Yeah, Shang Tsung was the final boss. But the inclusion of fatalities and real blood, real gore, the horror element is something that I gravitated a little bit more at age 15, 16. I said, okay, this is the fighting game I want to hang my hat on. Was it the greatest marketing idea in history to only have, to pretty much only have the fatality? inputs listed in like gaming magazines yes like like electronic gaming monthly and uh nintendo power and uh whatever whatever you could get at funco land i always forget what that one was called i feel feel like that's a little bit illegal i feel like that's not okay like (laughs) there was no internet so that was the only way to figure out how to do these fatalities unless you're looking nice enough to tell you or you're so good at like reading inputs and just watching the person on the stick move the stick and hit the combination of buttons. Like if you were paying hard attention, then yes, you'd be able to do that. That's how I learned how to do Sub-Zero's Fatality when I was uh, coming of age with that game. I was just very astute and paying attention. And that's how I learned. So at this point, there's still not any consoles that can really play fighting games. But um, in the late 90s, I want to say around 96, 97, Street Fighter 2 finally does come home for the SNES. Um, Was it that late? I can't. Well, SNES comes out in 94. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was a pretty long time we were waiting for a playable home version. You might be right. Because I do know that um, Street Fighter 2 is still the best-selling single consumer game software for the SNES. And that sold over 6 million units. And it's still... More than than Final Final Fantasy 3. More than Final Fantasy 3. More than Mario World. 6.3 million units. And it remains the best-selling game software. More than Chrono Trigger. Yes, more than all of these. Like, keep... Keep naming games, and I'm telling you that that's it's it's Street Fighter 2. That's what it was. More than Link to the Past. Yes, more than Zelda Link to the Past. Can you stop? <laughs> I'm just saying, you just have to accept it. It's Street Fighter 2. That's what it was. More than Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron. Okay, first of all, Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron Wait, was sorry, only that one available was only the Genesis. Never on the on the Genesis. Street Fighter Two for the SNES came out according to Wikipedia. So who knows how good this is? July fifteenth, nineteen ninety two, was the North American release, which is incredible to me, considering the fact that what year did the SNES come out? The SNES was ninety one. In North America? 
the SNES was 91 in North America. You're telling me they had everything together for Street Fighter 2 by the next year. Wait, so the Street Fighter 2 console version comes out in 92? That is correct, according to Wikipedia. In Japan. In Japan. No, North America. North America, 1992. I'm looking at it right now, man. Street Fighter 2, Super Nintendo. All right, so I was way off. I remember everything happening way later than this, but uh, that's all right. But Time... clearly, I didn't get I didn't get my copy until ninety three, ninety four. Right, because you know you were you were a uh, you were a teenager and you didn't quite have the means to have Street Fighter Two at release. Street Fighter Two comes home. Mortal Kombat comes home. Um, and Mortal Kombat on home consoles is not controversial at all, isn't that right? Okay. Not, not, not controversial in the slightest. It was very clean. Nobody had anything to say about Mortal Kombat being on the Super Nintendo or the Sega Genesis. Oh wait, no, that is completely untrue. Mortal Kombat drops on both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, but clearly you wanted one console version more than the other. Because the Genesis version came with the quote-unquote blood code. There was the ability to play a precise port from the arcade to the Sega Genesis. If your friend had Sega Genesis and Mortal Kombat, that's whose house you were going over. I had Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo because that's what we had in the house. Because you had a Super Nintendo. My friend, uh, Michael Valentine, shout out Michael Valentine from uh, St. Rosalima. He had the Sega Genesis. So I would go over to his house almost every day after school to play the version of Mortal Kombat that I was so familiar with. So Mortal Kombat has a sequel that comes out in arcades and to home consoles. And um, to me, it's the best game in the series. Really figures out what that series is supposed to be about. I would agree um, with that. So this is going to bring us to the mid '90s when uh, you first you start to see your first 3D fighters, Virtual Fighter, and the first Tekken show up in arcades. Um, I'm not impressed. All the graphics look blocky. I was but, just going to uh, say, were do... were you into Tekken when it came out in the arcade machines? Were you pumping no, really quarters wasn't. into that? Again, I really wasn't. The graphics were very rudimentary. It did not look cool. Um, I understand that uh, from a strategic point of view, adding a third dimension all offers another dimension of to, to your strategy. But really, that was not. Uh, I wasn't into it. I I never really, never really got into three D fighters. Not much, Dan. Probably just the, probably the only one that I played extensively was Tekken Tag Team, and, and that's, that's just because I like the tag aspect. Now, was it that just? Tekken and Virtual Fighter were the first ones, and on first glance, it wasn't quite your thing, but you were willing to give it a shot later. After after they cleaned things up and really put thought and energy into making these blocky figures look way more realistic. Tekken did a better job of infusing its characters with personality. I feel like Virtual Fighter is just like everybody's so generic yeah it, like i really can't get into any of them tekken at least has some guys that it has paul phoenix you know it has like 
this it has martial law it has uh um this guy wearing a tiger mask it has king it has all kinds so yes i mean from a strictly you know which game is cooler standpoint i can see playing tekken but still they're not going to they're not going to dethrone the 2D fighting genre, especially when all of a sudden, wait a minute, a new Street Fighter game? What is With this? better graphics? What is this? There's this new line over here. Um, so yeah, Street Fighter Alpha. The Alpha series starts, and that's just that's Street Fighter with uh they 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 made a new arcade board, which is essential, which essentially means that they upgraded the hardware. Uh-huh. So they can run more, more uh, sophisticated graphics. Street Fighter Alpha debuted in '95. Right, the the Capcom CPS2 board, which is a heroic, legendary piece of hardware, <laughs> um, <laughs> revered by fighting game enthusiasts around the world, around the globe. Um, Street Fighter Two, uh, Street Fighter Alpha introduces. A different set of characters. It since it's ostensibly a prequel to Street Fighter Two, but a sequel to Street Fighter One happens in between. So it gets to touch on some characters from both of those games. Um, but again, the CPS Two board is also the board that brings you other fighting games such as X Men: Children of the Atom. Fantastic, fantastic game when that came out that was something that i had been wanting for a while because i felt like it was kind of the perfect way to enjoy marvel characters a little bit at that time for me just throw them in a fighting game and just let me use their powers and just have fun and marvel superheroes is marvel superheroes probably the best superhero based video game I, I hasten to say that because I'm sure I'm going to lose oh, something Oh, video off. game, period? Sure. No. Okay. Because I, I hold Marvel superheroes in very high regard. More than those uh, X-Men games that came out on console or all those Spider-Man games that came out on co- console, like Maximum Carnage and stuff like that. I have Marvel superheroes in very high, high regard. The best comp... The best 2D comic book superhero game for you is Marvel Superheroes. Like I said, I'm sure I'm forgetting something that I'm going to kick myself when you say it. For me, it's Turtles in Time. I mean... Yeah, hard hard to argue with that one. That's another good one. But see, that's the thing. That's the difference between you and me. Your experience with the Turtles is with comic books. Mine is more with the animated TV show. Isn't it the same? Never mind. I don't want to go down this alley. But yeah, let's not go down this road. That's too. That's too much. Um. But so we're in the arcades. All these great new games are coming out. We got Virtua Fighter. We got Street Fighter Alpha. We got X Men: Children of the Atom. We've got Marvel superheroes. What do we got at home? We got a SNES. Mm-hmm. Can the SNES can the SNES run any of these games? No, it cannot. Oh. Can the Genesis run any of these games? No, it cannot. But there's a system on the horizon that can run these games. Are you talking about the 32X? I'm talking about the Sega Saturn. 
the Sega, the undefeated champion of 2D fighting games. Here's the, the funny console thing. of consoles. Here's the funny thing about the Sega Saturn. Yes, the C, the Saturn could handle games run on the uh the, the Capcom 2 board. However, if you wanted to play X-Men Children of the Atom, Marvel Superheroes, or any of the crossovers on the same board, like X-Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter. If you wanted to play any of those games, you needed number one, a little spinner disc that would get the that would get the system booted up and going. But then you needed an additional cartridge in the back of the Sega Saturn that could run the Japanese game. And then you needed the Japanese game, and all three of those together runs you about a hundred and fifty bucks at the time. Was it worth, worth it? it? Absolutely. I'm worth just saying. You, you, you mentioned the crossovers, which I didn't even discuss. So, yes, because all this, all these games were running on the same hardware, Capcom was eventually able to make games where your, your Street Fighter characters would fight X-Men characters, and then they would fight a larger cast of Marvel characters in, in uh, Street Fighter versus Marvel superheroes. And then um, all of that would culminate in marvel versus capcom which is it does not just limit the character palette to street fighter characters it's all of capcom characters so mega man is in there um so it's basically what it's kind of the infant stage of what would later become i guess smash brothers i i mean like fertilized egg stage (laughs) (laughs) Like zygote stage. <laughs> zygote. Did you really? Okay, that's the first time the word zygote has ever been used on the podcast. And now I expect it a lot more uh, as the series rolls on. Like the word zygote has to be in every episode now. It's because it's a fun word. It's a fun word. And I don't get to use it that often. It does have Z and Y in it. Not a lot of words do that. Not a lot. Um, that, that word is carrying a lot of responsibility. <laughs> So, yes, this is going on. Sega Saturn is the undefeated champion of fighting game consoles. Um, there is a console on the horizon. Sony's got something up their sleeve. They're not not—they're really a newcomer to the console market. We don't know what to expect, but they've Nobody's got something saying anything. Brewing. John Sony is very tight-lipped. But eventually the PlayStation does come out. It takes them a while to get going, but um, they do launch with a 3D fighter called Toshinden. And some of the other 3D fighters like Tekken, Tekken. Goes, Tekken 2 was on there famously. Um, that's a that was a big t- I remember that being a big initial title for the uh PlayStation. Um Virtual Fighter is on Saturn. So the 3D games are moving onto console um little slowly but surely. Wasn't Alpha on PlayStation as well? Isn't that the Street Fighter that PlayStation got? Alpha was on PlayStation, yeah. It was on, I believe. The, you could play it first on Saturn Import, but yeah, it, there was definitely a version on PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation version of Street Fighter Alpha was February 96. Right. So what does it say about the technology in some of these fighting games where, like, especially in the mid-90s, the late 90s, they would be in arcades for, like, a year, but then by the very next year, they would be on consoles like Saturn, PlayStation, etc.? Well, the main thing that was preventing things from moving 
from console to from arcade to console was just you know graphics processing ability of the consoles and once once the consoles could could process i mean i believe one i believe yeah the saturn and the playstation were just as good as anything in the arcade like they weren't built i mean if you're if you're making all your money selling consoles why are you going to buy why are you going to start making arcade boards right i mean so that's just kind of where the demand was going so they right built the supply i don't think there was a real innovation in arcade technology until street fighter 3 and the cps3 board um street fighter when street fighter 3 came out i was incredibly incredibly excited because i had been playing of course street fighter 2 and street fighter alpha for all this time and when street fighter 3 dropped they moved forward into time i guess you could say Whereas Alpha was like kind of back in time, it was more like a 70s, 80s vibe. Street Fighter 3 was dropped in 97. Felt like right. it, it definitely felt like it was after Street Fighter 2. There were new characters. There's Alex, there was Oro, there was. Well, just a second, just a second, just a second. I mean, I think we should mention that, you know, Street Fighter 2 comes out in 91. Right. It goes through all its iterations, and then Alpha comes out in 95. Correct. And it goes through three iterations, and then Street Fighter 3 finally comes out. Mortal Kombat had gone through three games at that point and moved its, its, its thing on progressively. People were really awaiting Street Fighter 3. Street Fighter 3 launched. It had, besides the two main characters, it had a whole new cast. And how do you and how did the people respond to this brand new selection of characters, KP? How did they respond? Uh, not too well, if I remember correctly. They hated them. Yeah. It's like, where, who is this guy? Who is this Alex guy? Where's Guile? Where's Blanca? Why Who's is this, this guy shooting basketballs at me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Street Fighter 3 dropped and all these new characters came in, like people like absolutely hated them. And there was this, I don't want to say there's this sense of, oh, man, where's Capcom going with this? Who, who knows what's next? Are they just going to forget everything about history and tradition and just like, that's it? I mean, look, they wanted to kick off a new era. I appreciate that. They wanted to say, hey, forget everything you knew before. We're introducing new characters, new mechanics, new everything get ready i mean it was just it might have been a little bit too much for some people but uh, a lot of people swear by the three series a lot of people say it's the greatest fighting game series ever um i mean i do hold street fighter three i hold street fighter three once again in very high regard street fighter three third strike specifically uh again as we said okay this whole time we talk about how you know, the changing of arcade hardware versus home console hardware. There is one home console slash arcade piece of hardware that did not change from 1992 to 1990. I don't even know. And that <laughs> is the Neo Geo. That's true. 
the Neo Geo, which was an enormously overpriced system. It was, like it was not overpriced. It was like 600 bucks, wasn't it? It wasn't overpriced. It was just literally an arcade machine in your house. Yeah. Um, and to prove how good the hardware was, it was still able to hang and generate graphics that look as about as good as anything CPS2, Capcom CPS2 and CPS3 boards could come up with. So Correct. During this whole time on the Neo Geo, SNK is still pumping out fighting games like the King of Fighters, which, which, which updates annual, annually with King of Fighters starting in 94 and having a new annual iteration each year until 2002. Teams has, has actually purchased the newest version, KOF 15. Uh, how, how are you liking that so far? There's a little bit of an there's a little bit of a of a learning curve with the execution. I'm a little bit, there. a little bit. <laughs> uh, my thumbs are a little bit hurdy. It's fine. Um, we're gonna get through this, folks. <laughs> um, get in the gym, baby. That's all I gotta say. After the CPS three board comes out, you're just we're just waiting, waiting, waiting for there to be a console that can play Street Fighter three. I want to play it at home, even though it's not a very popular game old school and hardcore fighting heads like it waiting for it to come home and then waiting for there to be a console that can run it and then wouldn't you know it sega it's always sega every time sega sega gives us the dreamcast and we get a home port of street fighter 3 not only one not only one port but um the first disc for Street Fighter 3 had Street Fighter 3 first and double impact, I think it was. Yeah, there were there were the two different versions of the game on that disc. And not that there's a whole lot of difference in there, but a second impact does have two additional characters. And, Didn't matter. Um, second impact is the one we played. We we never bothered with your we never bothered with OG Street Fighter 3, Teeves and I. Second impact is the one we played, and also on the Dreamcast. For import, I imported this game because I was a thousand percent positive it was never coming to the States. It did eventually. But uh, Capcom versus SNK. So the two big boys in the fighting game arena finally get together. It was a dream come true for me. Never thought it was going to happen. It happened. Kyo was setting people on fire. <laughs> Ryu was busting Ryo in the face. It was great. Joe, um, uh, Joe was beating Sagat's ass. It was great. It was fantastic. Right. Uh, so this is Dreamcast. PlayStation, PlayStation Two comes out. PlayStation Two, we get an arcade. Per, we get a home version of Tekken Three and Tekken Tag Tournament. Probably, probably the biggest. Oh, I forgot one for the Dreamcast. We get a home port of Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. God, I remember that. That Soul Calibur was interesting because of the Soul Calibur might have been Soul. I think Soul Calibur was, if it wasn't a launch title for the Dreamcast, it was damn close. It was I a launch title. That, that probably being the 3D fighter I ground I grinded on the most. It was just fun because of the inclusion yeah. of weapons. Right. 
We've right. never seen that. Like, there's a guy with an axe that takes up like three quarters of the damn screen. Right, right. In terms of originality and uh, uniqueness in characters mm-hmm. in fighting games, I, I, I love the Darkstalker series. Not everybody does, but I personally like the Darkstalker mm-hmm. series. I wish there were more Darkstalkers games as we record this. Mm-hmm. Capcom did a recent countdown reveal where a whole bunch of Darkstalkers games would be available to console and PC. And I will probably spend 30 bucks on that just because I've, I've, I very much enjoyed the Darkstalkers series. Mm-hmm. Not, not just because I enjoy a nice Felicia cosplay, but because I, I enjoy the fact that they're monsters in a fighting game. Yes. That's like, that's cool. fun. That's fun. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, that brings us to PlayStation 2. Not a whole lot to scream about for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 generations. You do get Street Fighter 4 and um, Street Fighter 5. Eventually, there are a bunch of Mortal Kombat sequels that bring the game 3D. What console gave us uh, Marvel Capcom? Marvel vs. Capcom came out on the... That had to have been... 360 no um it was before that it either came out on the saturn saturn or ps2 it was not on the p i'm pretty sure i think there was a ps1 version of it but i think the ps2 is probably the best version Um, the marvel versus capcom oh there's a dreamcast version also there is a dreamcast version Play, there was one on PlayStation. There was PlayStation 2 as well. So it was on PlayStation and 360. All right. We got to kind of move through this history to keep this moving. Okay. Marvel versus Capcom is, aside from Street Fighter, I feel like that's the one that people know the best. Mostly because yes. of Marvel Capcom 2. Because okay, Marvel, yes. Marvel Capcom 2 had the most giant, epic roster of characters ever in a fighting game. Yes. And I love that game so much, where I could have Mega Man, Iron Man, and, I, I don't know, Captain Commando on the same team. And another guy could come in with Ryu and Cyclops and whatever the hell um are we talking about personal favorites now or not not that it really matters because teeth i'm sure you can attest to this not that it matters but if somebody comes in with like magneto storm and sentinel just walk away from the machine just walk away yeah they're playing for real and you just need to get out of there you just need to get out of there um Mm -hmm. so that that's our history with fighting games of course we have our personal favorites And we'll get into that next. We'll get into that after the break. We're going to take a quick timeout. We are going to pump some more quarters into this machine. As you can see, the, uh, the the continue screen is on and it's counting down from 10, 9, 8. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get some change. We gotta get some change. We gotta get some quarters Mm -hmm. and we'll come back and, uh, yeah, we'll give our personal three best fighting games that we have ever played. So Teams and Kid Phoenix versus fighting games. We'll be right back.
All right, T. So I got I got my roll of quarters. I'm good. I'm good to go. You, you ready to continue and get back in this thing? Yes. All right. So here's what we're gonna do now. Uh, because Teeves is a slave to Big Buzzfeed, um, we we have to do. We're mandated to do lists in every episode. I'm not a slave to Big Buzzfeed. It <laughs> happens to be a good way of organizing thoughts. Jesus. Listen for everything for every, for all the guff that you give people about hacky podcast framing devices. You swear by the list, my God! It's a how is it a device? It's a list. <laughs> it's a freaking list. So BuzzFeed means I can't use any lists ever. No, I just like to, I just like saying that you're a slave to Big BuzzFeed. I get I get joy Jesus. out of that. So what's going to happen is. We are going to give our personal opinions for our Teeves and Kids Phoenix top three fighting games that we've ever played. This is our That's list. Right. You don't like our list? Sign up Anchor FM. Get your own podcast. You can put your list out there. This is our list, okay? That's Who right. wants Let's to kick do. this off? You can go. All right. My number three, and I just talked about it going into the break my number three is marvel versus capcom 2 it combined two things that i absolutely love which are marvel superheroes and capcom fighting games so it was basically the perfect storm of great things that t that kid phoenix are interested in the epic epic roster of characters I swear to God, no fighting game has ever eclipsed Marvel versus Capcom 2. Uh, quick question. Did you think that was too many characters right out of the box? Like it's way right, too many. Right out of the box, there's like 60 characters. It's way too many. Also, if you remember, there were codes for other characters. So I think the total number was something like maybe 70 um yeah that sounds about right that's way too many all of them they're they're trash there's some they're just some trash characters in there okay you need to i i get it you i get it iron man and war machine are basically the same character i understand that but listen sometimes i want i want roads sometimes i just want roadie when marvel versus capcom 2 dropped it was probably the most visually hilarious game i had ever played mm-hmm. and just some of the supers that you could pull off took up like three quarters of the screen and if you had the right combo then you could do mega man super and that would take like three quarters of the screen but then you can't really be underneath it because iron man's super also takes up like the other bottom half of the screen and the other thing is supers like captain commando he would do the pose at the end something that teves absolutely hated when i pulled it off on him he just hated it he just hated when i bust his ass with captain commando he hated it so much it is such a beloved fighting game that there has been a hashtag free mvc2 movement not to make the game like free by any means or anything like that but just the simple fact that it hasn't been re-released on any console since I want to say the Xbox 360. There's this new generation of gamers that really should understand how really great 
Marvel versus Capcom 2 was and still is if you have the consoles to drive it. Right. So Marvel versus Capcom 2, my third best fighting game that I've ever played. So for me, third best is Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. Solid pick. Like I said, um, the original Street Fighter 2 featured eight characters and four unplayable boss characters. Uh, when Champion Edition came out, it lets you play the four playable boss characters. That was a game changer for me. It was like, wow, I can finally play as this crazy guy with the claw or as the dictator or as the eight-foot-tall Muay Thai master. Seven-foot-five. Um, but unfortunately, Champion Edition Bison might be the most, the cheapest and most OP character in the history of <laughs> any fighting game. Um, but for me, and a lot of these picks, a lot of my picks are going to be tied to my personal experiences with the game. And Champion Edition for me was one of my first oh shit moments. So when you saw the Champion Edition cabinet for the first time, which boss character were you most excited to pump your quarters on and say, I want to learn how to play with this guy now? Because he's been beating honestly, my ass for like a year. Honestly, I, 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 I would go Vega at first just because I wanted to see how they did that. Because, you know, he would climb around on the gate on his stage and I just wanted to see what would work. But really it was Sagat and... Um, and yeah, just like, just, I don't know, just being able to play these characters that have been beating my ass for a year <laughs> and finally getting to play them was, was pretty great. It's something, it's a, it's, it's a cherished memory for me. My number two is also kind of a sentimental pick. My second favorite fighting game that I've played of all time, Tekken Tag Tournament. This is a game that came out for PlayStation 2. If it wasn't a launch title, it was damn close. But this is the version of Tekken that really got me into Tekken. I had not played Tekken 1 or 2 at all. It was just like the 3D. I still wasn't a thousand percent in on it yet. But once Tekken 2, once Tekken Tag Tournament dropped on the PlayStation 2, and I kind of see where they were going with it. And the characters didn't look so blocky anymore. They had a natural movement to them. And the bodies themselves were a little bit more rounded out. They looked a lot more human. It was interesting. And also the, the tag element, which I had been familiar with playing crossovers like X-Men COA or Marvel Street Fighter or Marvel Capcoms, anything like that, put it into a Tekken game. I found it interesting. And yeah, shout out, uh, shout out Eddie Gordo. And shout out Huarang from Tekken. Those, those are my guys. Those are my homies. Yeah. Um, again, Tekken Tag might be one of the three, one of the three D fighters I was into the most, but still not really deep. Didn't really play like in any competitive kind of setting, except against KP. So, so you really um, didn't get in on the Street Fighter EX movement. No, listen, I, <laughs> the less said about Street Fighter EX, the better. I, I probably um, agree with that. My number two all-timer is Street Fighter Alpha. Um, OG Alpha. 
vanilla alpha and that's just because it's the one game that i reached a level of proficiency at that people were actually scared to see me when i came in the market. <laughs> um, i just picture teams walking into an arcade and just like the the crowd just parts like moses <laughs> everybody's like oh shit teams is here we might as well just take our money and go home so yeah i played cigar I main Sagat in that game and uh yeah got got pretty good got uh got pretty pretty good and that's what's yeah, always that's, that's always funny to me because if I remember you mained either Ryu or Guile in Street Fighter 2 um mostly I mean Guile until I learned how to do the more complicated inputs but then Ryu yeah you had been Ryu for like all this time, and like I'm wondering why the change to Sagat then in Alpha. Why not just stick with Ryu and Alpha? Um, because you know I wanted to try something new. It was a new game. I wanted to try a new character. All right, that's fair. That, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I I I agree with that. I I accept that. I accept what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I accept what you're saying. Mm-hmm. When you talk about familiarity and coming into your own in a fighting game. I feel like this sentimentality leads to my number one, which is Street Fighter Alpha 3, which came out in 99. Teeves is not a fan that I have Alpha 3 in such high regard. He has said this to me multiple times. He doesn't get why I stand for this game so much. Uh, I, I can see where he's coming from. The character lineup in Alpha 3 I thought was incredibly fantastic. The isms, and I'm not talking about like racism or sexism or classism or anything like that. There is an ism system in Street Fighter Alpha 3 and related to your special, your super special moves. There's the A-ism, which is the most familiar. You get a three-level bar and with certain combinations, you can use one level of that bar, two levels of that bar, or all three levels of that bar to do requisite damage for the amount of bars that you're giving up. There's the X-ism, which is one giant red bar, and you get one really big, super special move. Wasn't completely powerful. With the A, with the X-isms, you only got one version of a super special move. With the A-ism, you got three. With the V-ism, you your character was hilariously sped up, and there were copies of your character which is fun if you know what buttons to press and you can get those combos off but if you're somebody like me and i just want to send i just want to spend some meter and i want to pull off a really sweet looking special move street fighter alpha 3 the soundtrack probably the best soundtrack of any fighting game ever period that's that's how i see it Whoa, the smooth jazz of Street Fighter 3 would like a word. Does nothing for me. The, the Marvin gayness of Street Fighter 3 does nothing for me. Nothing. This particular theme, the Ryu theme from Street Fighter Alpha 3, and I'm going to play it real quick. We had Street Fighter Alpha 3 when we lived together. And 
if that song was playing in the apartment, everybody knew within a five block radius what time it was. Not saying that like people would come over and try to play us because yeah, they, they weren't going to beat, they weren't going to beat my guy. They weren't going to beat my Ken. They weren't going to beat my Mika. They just weren't. Everybody knew what time it was when they heard that theme. In terms of the, the last point that I want to make in terms of really coming into my own in street fighter, this is the first game that I can remember where I could consistently beat you more than any Street Fighter game prior. This is the game where if we were playing, I would say six or seven times out of 10, I would be getting that W. And that's why it's really special for me because <laughs> there's, there's always that thing where like when you're the son and you finally dunk on your father, like that's a moment. For me, it was when I could consistently beat Teeves at a fighting game. That's when I thought to myself, you know what? I've made it. I'm a man now. Yeah, I let it happen. Sure you did. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. You know what? We can get on Street Fighter uh, Anniversary Collection next week, and we can run some sets. We can do that sure. next week. All right. We can do that next week. So that's going to happen. We're going to live stream us playing some Street Fighter Alpha 3. My my number one fighting game ever is Vanilla Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, Interesting. It's the game that reinvigorated my love of fighting games after a long hiatus. And I picked the vanilla version, not its eventual updated version. Because when the game came out, it was just... It just energized the community to such an extent that it really was amazing. Like, that's when I first started really paying attention. That I mean, I think that's really the first opportunity you had to see with an online community, what it could do with a game. Um, right. Go online, you would say, people found this out. People found out this new technique. These, this new weird interact, how to do this thing and this thing. And it was just people just finding stuff. And then, which all culminates in Evo of that year. Right. It was, and the first year of Marvel 3 at Evo was so hype. Um, I Because I actually knew, I had actually been following these people. I knew their, their kind of their journeys and who they were and what they were about. So I was following that tournament and it's like, you know, Combo Fiend's there and Viscant is there and all these and Justin like Wong is there. All these people are here and it's like I've been I've been watching these people the whole time and like watching them play and like it's just so exciting to see them go up against each other and like uh, that was just the, the the that was just the apex of hype for me and I got pretty decent in that game too. So and there were other games where like there was some like you were talking about Evo, like Street Fighter 4 did that for a little bit. Uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike did that for a little bit, but nothing compared to Marvel Capcom 3. I mean, there's been some good tournaments, but I, that Marvel 3 vanilla year was that the hypest. first vanilla year, year was definitely the hypest year for, for me as well. So let's close out this fighting game podcast like this. Any final thoughts on... Street Fighter V, given the fact that at the time of this recording, we got the teaser trailer for Street Fighter VI. Uh, Street Fighter V, we have reached the end of that game's run. 
Uh, any final thoughts on Street Fighter Five? Because we were really hype about Street Fighter Five when it first came out, and then we just had, we just for whatever reason just put it down and would sporadically pick it back up. But it's not like a constant fighting game that we enjoy on a daily basis, regular basis at least. It's fine. It's just decisions were made to make the game. Decisions were made to make the game both more accessible to new players and more accessible to the esports audience, which um, I think kind of hurt some of the things that I like about the game. I would so, agree with that. Um, I'm not going to say that. I, I don't think it's a bad game. It's just not. I just don't like us. Uh, I just don't like the fed, the lack of variety and the lack of, um, I want to say individuality that is, that is possible in that game. And with street fighter six, we're going to see some, hopefully we're going to see some more like gameplay footage and trailers and things this summer, but anything you want to say to the fine folks at Capcom about street fighter six, because here's my thoughts. Uh, number one, if you can cater to the esports community while making a, I guess what I would call a pure fighting game, like getting back to the Street Fighter roots, you can mm -hmm. do that. I would like to see if that's possible. Second thing, please do something about that netcode. The netcode in Street Fighter Five is horrendous. Uh, if you don't know what netcode is, netcode is what allows two people to send data through the internet for imports and frames and all like that. That's what netcode is. And if the netcode is bad, then you're going to get all these frame drops and input lags and everything like that. So hopefully they do something with real good, maybe rollback netcode would be great, but we'll see. I mean, six, there's a lot riding on six. We'll see what happens. There's a lot riding on six because Street Fighter Six is going to set the table for the next, I don't know what, decade of fighting games. Mm -hmm. So they have to get Street Fighter Six absolutely correct. They can't, they cannot fuck around on this one. That's a good spot to leave it because I have run out of quarters. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm out of quarters myself. Yeah, and it's getting late. Sun's going down. Street lights are on, so it might it might be time to leave the pizza shop. Yeah, mom's probably looking for us. So yeah, we should probably get out of here. <laughs> That's the this Teams and Kid Phoenix versus Fighting Game Series Two rolls on. If you are following the podcast, which you should follow, like, subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Adobe Royce, or you can follow Teams at TK. Follow the show on Twitter. Teams and Kid Versus. If you are listening on Facebook or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It's how we can get that sweet, sweet cash. And it's hopefully, maybe, how we can get some fighting game cabinets. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> but Teams and Kid Phoenix Series 2 rolls on. We'll be back next week with a fresh new topic. Until then, Deuces for the series two, and we'll talk Deuces. to everybody next week. Later.